tranquility in an ocean of turmoil. This is the Deep Dive Microcast. Hello, divers. Coming to you from the freshly sanitized decompression lounge adjacent to Studio D. Welcome to the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, bon vivant, hand washer, and writer for Wang's Shop Movie Magazine, available on Amazon.com. This is the companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast, where myself and my co-host, Manda, look at the lesser-known offerings on your streaming media feeds. On this microcast, we'll dive into the history of soap operas. So wash your hands and grab that box of tissues. A soap opera, at its essence, is merely a serialized dramatic program, which means that characters, settings, and storylines are carried over from one installment to the next and are played out over time. Now, of course, not all serialized dramas qualify as soap operas. What sets soap operas apart is that they typically deal with an extended family of characters involved in various interpersonal entanglements. Oh, and lots of melodrama. Before we get to our history lesson, how did soap operas get their unique nomenclature? Well, as you may have guessed, it was because the early broadcasts were sponsored mostly by soap or detergent companies looking to appeal to their target demographic, housewives. The Guiding Light, presented by Does, the soap that does everything in your washing machine, and Ivory Soap, the most famous soap in the world. The first truly serialized scripted soap opera began in 1930 on Chicago radio station WGN. It was Painted Dreams, a daily 15-minute serial about an Irish-American mother and her efforts to get her daughter married off. The show was the brainchild of Erna Phillips, who would become known as Queen of the Soaps. Phillips effectively created the entire genre, as well as many of its now familiar tropes, including... And now, The Guiding Lights, created by Erna Phillips. Yes, using histrionic organ music as a bridge between scenes was commonplace in the early days of soap operas. As a writer and sometimes actress on the show she created, Phillips presented listeners with strong, intelligent, and independent female characters. Now, this was unheard of in 1930 and kept many sponsors away at first. But nothing succeeds like success, and it wasn't long before the advertisers came calling. Erna Phillips created one of the most popular soap operas of all time, Guiding Light. Guiding Light aired from 1936 to 1956 on radio, but continued on CBS television up until its cancellation in 2009. Guiding Light ran for 72 years. It's the longest running drama on American television, according to Guinness World Records, and the fifth longest running program in broadcast history. Erna Phillips was also responsible for creating other iconic soaps like as the World Turns, Another World, and the only daytime soap opera I ever watched, Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. 
Yes, days of our lives. The trials and tribulations of the Horton, Demera, and Brady families has been on NBC television for an astounding 55 years. The show was set in a Midwestern town named Salem, where the characters lived, loved, died, came back from the dead, died again. You get the idea. When a show goes on and on for so long, it can be difficult to come up with new ideas. When I started watching Days, for reasons I will not get into here, they had begun one of their most bizarre storylines. Long-running character Marlena Evans, played by Deirdre Hall, had her share of rough times on the show. She was in a coma for four years, she became a serial killer, she fell out of a 30-story window, and lived. All of those pale in comparison to the storyline that began in 1995. Marlena had become possessed by the devil, exorcist style. What am I doing here? You can't win, Marlena. I am in control, and I have work for you. Very important work. <laughs> yes, I saw the whole storyline from beginning to end, and I regret nothing. When it was all over and Marlena was exorcised, that was it for me. My dalliance with days had ended. Believe it or not, though, that's not the weirdest storyline on a popular soap opera. Clones, time travel, evil doppelgangers, ghosts, all have been part of the rich landscape of the daytime soap. The show with the most outrageous plots had to have been NBC's Passions. From 1997 to 2008, Passions had the usual romance and family intrigue, but also leaned heavily into the supernatural. Now, this wasn't unheard of. In 1966, ABC scored big with its gothic soap opera, Dark Shadows, featuring vampires, zombies, werewolves, and other things that went bump in the night. Passions, however, turned it up to 11. Not surprisingly, the writer of the Days of Our Lives possession storyline, James E. Riley, created Passions. There was an ancient witch named Tabitha and her demonic doll, Timmy. There was Precious, an orangutan nursemaid. The entire town of Harmony, where the show took place, was destroyed by a tsunami. One character tried to take over the world with a magic chalice. I am not kidding. Just when they thought it was safe. What is that? What was that? A tsunami strikes with a new vengeance. What? The Passions Disaster, NBC Daytime. In the last couple of decades, the guiding light of soap operas began to dim. Primetime soaps like Melrose Place, The O.C. and Desperate Housewives overshadowed the daytime soaps, which were being canceled in favor of daytime talk shows and other cheaper programming. Plus, reality TV provided all the crazy antics of the soaps, but it was all real. Well, sort of anyway. The soap opera format, as outrageous as it could get, spawned no shortage of parodies that tried to out-opera the soaps themselves. This is the story of two sisters, Jessica Tate and Mary Campbell. These are the Tates, and these are the Campbells. And this is Soap. Perhaps the best of these was the ABC nighttime sitcom simply named Soap. Lasting four seasons, the comedy skewered every conceivable sitcom trope. The show featured alien invaders, religious cults, clones, and yes, even demonic possession years before the real soaps began going off the dramatic rails. 
It also broke new ground as well, featuring the future Mike Wazowski, comedian Billy Crystal, as the first openly gay character on network TV. It was also revolutionary in that, despite the show being a comedy, Crystal's character was not portrayed as a stereotypical gay man. Fittingly, the show ended its final season with a cliffhanger. The show's main character, ditzy family matriarch Jessica Tate, was apparently executed by firing squad in a fictional Latin American country, as what happens. In an odd bit of closure, after Soap had been canceled, Jessica Tate returned as a ghost in an episode of the show's spinoff, Benson, starring Robert Guillaume. At its peak in 1970, there were 17 daytime soap operas airing on network television. As of 2020, we only have the final four left. Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and The Bold and the Beautiful. As of this recording in March 2020, production on the final four soaps has been suspended due to the coronavirus COVID-19. According to NBC, Days of Our Lives has nearly eight months of episodes in the can ready to air. The others, though, only shoot several weeks in advance. Daytime soap opera characters have lived through a lot and managed to survive. Will they be able to survive a global pandemic? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Do you like cats? Do you like big cats? Have you been binge watching Tiger King on Netflix? Then join Manda and I as we sink our fangs into big cat movies and Tiger King. The fur is gonna fly next time on the Deep Dive Podcast. Since you've got the time, we want to hear from you. Check us out on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. We love your suggestions, comments, and feedback. Or just visit us at thedeepdivepodcast.com. Our past episodes are a great cure for quarantine-based boredom. Until next time, stay safe, everybody. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn, based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Media.